All right, everybody. I want to welcome you to week two, module one. And this module is titled Fat Loss Made Easy. So the whole goal with this is to remove all of the guesswork from dieting. And the whole goal with this is to make this a baby step broken down process that is so simple that anybody can do it. You know, so it doesn't matter if you're a veteran in the gym, you know, it doesn't matter if this is your very first day ever, you know, learning about nutrition or learning how to actually change and transform your body. I got you. Don't worry. So let's dive in. So the body has three states it can be in when your head hits the pillow. Now I say when your head hits the pillow because we're not worried about per meal. We're worried about your total daily calorie intake. Okay, so your body has three states. All right, your body has maintenance, it has deficit, or it has surplus. So let me explain. So right here, your maintenance calories. This is what happens when your body has consumed the exact same amount of calories as you've burned. Okay, so when your head hits the pillow at night and you have a full day's worth of eating, if let's say for example, you're burning 800 calories, excuse me, if you're burning 1800 calories per day and you've consumed 1800 calories per day, what's gonna happen is you're at caloric maintenance. The scale should stay the exact same. Okay, so if you're intaking the same as you're outputting, the scale is going to stay the same no matter what. And if you look at a week-to-week -week total, you know, it might fluctuate a couple ounces here or there, even maybe a pound as far as water weight goes, water retention, but that's about it. Okay, so if you're at caloric maintenance, the scale is going to stay the same. In caloric maintenance, you cannot gain any muscle and you cannot lose any fat. Your body's just at maintenance. It's at equal energy output and equal energy input. The next thing that your body can possibly be in. And this is probably what you've been in for a long time. If you're, you know, used to not tracking food, and if you've gained some weight over the years is you've been in a calorie surplus. This means that when your head hits the pillow at night, you've actually consumed more calories than your body's burned. So this is bad. Okay, when you've consumed more calories than your body's burned, you start to put on fat and you add that up week by week by week. And what tends to happen is your body starts to gain weight. The golden ticket is right here in the green, the caloric deficit. Now when we're below maintenance, and we're at this calorie deficit, that means that we're actually burning more calories than we're consuming. Now traditional dieting is really hard, you know, they make it strenuous on you and they make it very, very hard to, you know, dial in your calories and to stay full. The whole goal with my plan is volumized eating. I'm going to teach you throughout this program how to get really full by eating not a whole lot of calories. And it sounds weird, but it is possible. And it is what all of the pros do in order to lose weight and in order to lose fat. To get that lean look, you have to be in a calorie deficit for a number of weeks. This is how fat loss works. Okay, don't let anybody tell you different. Do not let a supplement company try to tell you that their fat burner is going to make you lose fat. Do not let some local gym goonie tell you that, you know, this is how you lose fat a different way. This is the only thing that matters right here, your energy balance. This is balance at maintenance. Surplus is, is above your maintenance and deficit means that you're burning more calories than your body's consuming. The green is the golden ticket. Okay, so here's what we're going to cover. I'm going to teach you exactly how to find your caloric maintenance. I'm going to teach you exactly how to find your caloric deficit. I'm going to teach you how to track macros throughout this week. And I'm going to teach you tracking macros versus tracking calories and which is better. And I'm also going to teach you my saying what gets measured gets managed. Now, if you could master these steps, you're going to be on the road to success for mastering your fat loss. This is very key to understand. So let's dive in. Point number one, finding your calorie maintenance. Now, here's the really good thing about me is that I've been a YouTuber. I just looked on my channel just now. I have 306 videos where I've consistently for the past two years logged my food, logged my nutrition, logged my workouts, and I have actual screenshots and actual footage of daily intakes that I've taken, you know, per meal or per situation that fits what I'm talking about. So when I first started my cut this year, 
Here's just a random screenshot I took at the point in a video when I hit a Chipotle bowl. And the Chipotle bowl for dinner was roughly 65 grams of protein, 55 grams of carbs, 40 grams of fat for a total of 840 calories. So not only do you know I do this with my clients, but I do this with myself. I make sure that what I'm teaching, I'm definitely you know, promoting and what I'm teaching, I'm actually doing every single day because I don't like to be fake. You know, I want to show you exactly how I do things. So finding your calorie maintenance, how do we do it? In theory, your calorie maintenance should be body weight times 12. Okay. And body weight times 12 is absolutely golden. Okay. If you can hit body weight times 12, that's a very good starting point for what your calorie maintenance most likely is. Now, the reason why I put theory is because everybody's metabolism is a little bit different. You know, I can't be 100% sure on this. You know, not everybody's metabolism is the same. But if you take your body weight times 12 and you eat that every single day in calories for 7 to 10 days, there's a good chance that the scale will not move. Now, I'm not saying this is perfect, but there's a very good chance that your maintenance is somewhere right around there. So in order to test this, you need to have an accurate scale at your house. If you don't have a digital body weight scale, there's no way it's going to be accurate. Okay, you can't have a needle scale, you can't have any other type of, you know, dial scale or anything like that. You got to have a, a regular body weight scale. Now, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. I see this so much where you got body weight scales that track your body weight, your body fat, your height, your estimated, you know, daily output level and all this stupid stuff. You don't need any of that. You need to tell you need the scale to tell your weight because the weight doesn't lie. If you're losing weight and you're doing it properly, you are losing fat. There's no way around it. There's no ifs ands or buts. And here's the thing, if you're not losing any fat, you're not going to be losing any weight. So the scale doesn't lie. You need an accurate scale. Then what I want you to do at this calorie value is I want you to test it every day for 10 days. Now, if you test this every single day for 10 days, what you're going to realize is that A, I was probably right. Your body weight times 12 is probably close to your maintenance. But here's the cool thing. If you're spot on with this body weight times 12 and you lost weight, well, good news is for you, you have a faster metabolism than I do. And that means you're actually in a calorie deficit with this number, body weight times 12. You know, it's unheard of, but it can happen. Okay, if you gained weight, at this body weight times 12 caloric limit. You gain weight, that put you in a surplus, you have a little bit slower metabolism. Okay, you have to dial back your calories even more to find out where your maintenance is. So I put in theory, okay, these are tests, but you have to test this and you have to log it every single morning so that way it's accurate. Now, when you're weighing in, not just every morning do you have to do it, but I have very specific guidelines. I want you to weigh in every morning completely naked, after you've went to the bathroom and before eating. Okay, so look why I'm so specific on this. If we, if we weigh in, remember my saying is what gets measured gets managed. Okay, if we weigh in every morning, that's, that's measuring our success. If we weigh in every morning plus we're naked, okay, that's another variable we can control. Now, if we weigh in every morning we're naked and we just went to the bathroom, that's a second variable we're controlling or a third variable. And if we do all three of those variables and we include before eating, well, now you have a recipe for success because you're managing the, out, the outcome of your weight in the morning, but it's completely accurate. All of the other states that you can control is perfect so you know if you're accurate or if you're not accurate. And I want you to be as accurate as possible with all of these weigh-ins, okay? So when you're testing this, if you're doing it right, and you found your maintenance, you want the scale to stay within a half pound over that 10 day period. If it stays within a half pound, then you're right on track. Okay. And the reason why I say a half pound is because I think that that gives us enough room for water fluctuation. Okay. If your body's holding water a lot one day, you know, you might be about a half pound heavier if your body, you know, you also might be a half pound lighter. It just depends. I like to use that half pound as a leeway room so we know that, you know, the body isn't going to be perfect every single time. Plus, depending on how much we went to the bathroom, I mean, maybe you were constipated. Like, there's different variables that can occur. You know, maybe you got extra in you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you have, to, you have to give your body a little bit of wiggle room. Now, this will make it easy to dial in your calorie deficit. You cannot know your deficit number without knowing your maintenance number. 
You have to figure out what your maintenance is because here's the cool thing. Once you figure out what caloric value is making your weight stay the exact same, well, now you can go just a little bit lower than that. And when you go lower than that, you can start the fat loss process by burning fat. And every week you should be getting lighter and lighter. So here's a very good example. This was my client, Ashley. She had a starting weight of 151 pounds. And as you guys can see, I'm here tracking her macros and I'm teaching her how she can, you know, make certain foods fit her macros and, you know, the protein, carbs and fat limit for all of them. I'm sitting there teaching her. And in eight weeks, she went from 151 pounds to 134 pounds. So she lost 17 pounds of fat. So her maintenance was right around 1800 calories. And what I did was I got her to lose roughly two pounds of fat per week. Now, here's what you got to remember. In one pound of fat, there's exactly 3,500 calories. Okay, and I'll explain more in the next slide. The thing is with this is when I do all of these hard number rules with this, I mean, there's set limits. You know, fat loss can be managed. You know, Calories as a unit of measurement, okay? A full pound of fat, that's a unit of measurement. All of these things can be controlled. All of these things you can find out with time, with trial and error. The thing is, is you just gotta learn your body. So finding your calorie deficit. Remember, what gets measured gets managed. The lucky thing is I have all of these videos where I can show you. This is my actual pen and paper. This is me actually this spring tracking my cut day by day showing people throughout my YouTube channel and my summer shredding the exact rate at which fat is lost week by week. Slowly, I chipped away at that. So to find your calorie deficit, your calorie deficit is anything below your maintenance. Okay, anything below your calorie maintenance. Remember, we have to figure that out first. And after that, anything lower than that is going to start to put us in a deficit. This is what we want. This is the sweet spot and this is the golden ticket to losing fat. Now remember, your caloric maintenance was body weight times 12 in theory. Well, a good starting spot then for your calorie deficit is body weight in pounds times 10. Now if body weight times 12 is maintenance, we go slightly below that and we go body weight times 10. Now with body weight times 10, you know, it's at a lower calorie value. You know, you can kickstart the fat loss process a little bit quicker then. You can actually dial in your deficit. Once again, this is in theory, okay? You have to test this. But what is a full pound of fat? Well, a full pound of fat is 3,500 calories. When you have 3,500 calories of a surplus, it turns to one pound of fat. So fat can be measured. Let me grab my calculator to show you what I'm, ta what I'm talking about. So I'm gonna pull out my phone. Now let's say you're overweight by 50 pounds. If you have 50 pounds to lose and you multiply this by 3,500, that puts you at a calorie surplus of 175,000 calories. Okay, that means you have to burn 175,000 calories of a deficit throughout time in order to get that fat off of you. There's no way around it. Okay, so how deep of a deficit do we wanna go per day? The sweet spot for a calorie deficit is 500 calories per day. Okay, you want to take body weight times 12 and you want to go about 500 calories below that. And in theory, it should translate roughly to body weight times 10. Okay, that's the safe zone. If you start to go any lower than that, what tends to happen is you start to lose fat a little too quick and your metabolism slows. Okay, if your metabolism starts to slow, that's bad because... <laughs> Now you just shut down your metabolism and it's gonna be even harder to burn fat. Fat loss plateaus are gonna arise then and we do not want that. So we focus on total daily intakes only. Okay, I'm not worried about per meal, I'm worried about when your head hits the pillow. Okay, I don't care if you have six meals a day, I don't care if you have 10 meals a day, I don't care if you have one meal a day. My whole goal is I want you to hit your calorie values and your calorie limits in the time frame that is a whole day's worth of food. That's all that matters is the total daily reset. And every morning when you wake up, it resets again. Okay, it's your metabolic reset, your daily caloric rollover. We're just worried about one day's value at a time. And I don't care if that takes you two meals, 10 meals, 20 meals, or one meal. Okay, just focus on your daily intake. 
So the reason why we like the 500 calorie per day deficit is because I'm going to show you 500 calories times seven. Okay. Five times seven is 35. So 500 times seven is 3,500 in one pound of fat. There's 3,500 calories. Okay. So this is really key because you can burn about a pound a week, a pound of fat per week. And this is the sweet spot. All right. You don't take your fat loss too fast. You don't take your fat loss too slow. This is like the golden spot. So that way your metabolism can keep going. Once again, I want you to weigh in every morning naked after you've went to the bathroom and before eating because consistency is key. Okay, what gets measured gets managed. This is super crucial. You have to write everything down. I don't care if you wanna use the notes tab in your phone. <coughs> you can use a pen and paper or whatever, you know, like you saw here, I use pen and paper. I'm old school. So find that deficit number. So if we take it back to the example, if you're a person who has 50 pounds to lose, so 50 pounds times 3,500 calories, you have a calorie surplus of 175,000 calories to burn. If we divide that by 500 per day, it's gonna take you 350 days, almost a full year to burn 50 pounds of fat. Now you can go faster, but I mean, you may not want to. It might be kind of tough and it might get strenuous on you. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. I would stay within these values at least right away. You know, later on in this program, I'm gonna teach you some other stuff that also kind of can kickstart the process a little quicker for you. Next. Okay, it's not the diet, it's the deficit. And I just realized this is completely backwards. <laughs> <laughs> One second here. Let's fix this because I did this totally wrong. This is white and we're going to duplicate this. See, like I said, guys, I make mistakes too. When you're doing this fast like this and I'm trying to put this together for you, it doesn't always make the most sense, but bear with me. So this is day 45. We're going to turn this black. Okay, this over here is day one. Okay, so does this work? Does this method that I'm using work? The answer 100% is yes. Okay, on the right, this was my day one of my cut this spring. And 45 days in, you can see I'm much more leaner. My abs are developed. I'm tapered. You know, my skin is thinner and I'm overall way leaner than I was. Now, this wasn't from any special type of diet. This wasn't from the vegan diet, the Atkins diet, whatever the hell diet is out there. It's not from that. Okay, it's from me tracking my macros and me tracking my calorie value to actually prove that if you can hit these macro numbers and these calorie limits every day, the fat is literally going to fall off. The body has no other choice but to peel that stuff off of you. This is super crucial, okay? You have to realize it is not the diet, it's the deficit. You can see I'm about 10 to 12 pounds leaner in the left photo and you know the stuff gets effortless when you know how to track this stuff. So moving on, how to track macros. Yes, that is me eating a brownie. And yes, I was fitting that into my macros. Okay, that's the whole thing. You have to make your diet work for you. Okay, you can't work for your diet. You have to find foods that you enjoy. Once you enjoy those foods, it's a lot easier to stay on point with your diet if you can control the portion sizes and you know what the value of that food is made up of. So how to track macros. First off, what are macros? Okay, macros are protein, carbs, and fats. These are all measured in grams and these all contain calories. Okay, protein contains calories, carbs contain calories, and fat contains calories. This is the only thing that matters that dictates or changes body composition. Meaning if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to lose fat, I do not want you to focus on anything on the nutrition label this first few weeks except those three numbers. Okay, 
these three numbers right here, the one on the back of a nutrition label, it's gonna say your serving size and your portion size. And you want to look at the total protein, you wanna look at the total carbs, and you wanna look at the total fat. And that is all measured in grams. All of these three grams of macronutrients contain calories. The, the reverse of that is gonna be micros. Okay, micros are your micronutrients. These are your vitamins and minerals. These contain no calories, which means it does not dictate any change in body composition. It does not dictate any change in fat loss. And this is where people get so confused on the nutrition label, okay? Because they see the macros and the micros and they don't know which contains calories and which doesn't. We're focused on the macros and the macros only right there, that sucker right there. That's our sweet spot. So one gram of carbs is four calories. One gram of protein is four calories. One gram of fat is nine calories. Now, when you have all three of those that you know, like the back of your hand, now you can start to plug and play your macros, but you can also convert those macros to calories. So when people say, should I count calories or should I count macros? The answer is you need to count macros. But when you do this, you end up counting both because you can run the conversions and you can know what each is made up of. So what about drinks? The thing is, is calories and macros count just like food. So if, it's, if, if a drink that you're drinking, whether that's alcohol, whether that's soda pop, whatever it is, if it has calories and chances are if it's a beverage, it's gonna be sugar, it's gonna be carbohydrates, those macros count just like food calories, okay? So if you have 45 grams of carbs from a soda, that's just like eating 45 carbs worth of food. It's the same thing. So literally nothing different. And the full day of eating link is gonna be in the downloads. I've done multiple full days of eating so you guys can see what a whole day's worth of my meals actually looks like. So for example, McDonald's. How do we make McDonald's fit our macros? And yes, this is me scarfing down an Egg McMuffin. Now people say, how can you do this? How can you eat like this and still lose fat? Now the truth is that I just make this McMuffin fit my macros. So I'm gonna teach you in the next you know, course, I think it is week two, module three, how to actually track your macros. But as you guys can see, a McMuffin is 300 calories total. There is 12 grams of fat, there is 30 grams of carbohydrates, and there is 17 grams of protein. Okay, so it's not about healthy food versus unhealthy food. I'm using these three numbers, the total protein, total carbs, and total fat, to plug into my daily limits, so that way I can know what I'm eating and I know what calories and what food I have left to fill up those numbers and those total values. So those are the three numbers, those are the three macros you want to pay attention to is total protein, total carbs, and total fat. And when you do this, any food is on limits. Okay, you can eat what you want now and still lose weight. You can plug in the numbers. All you have to do is look up portion sizes and look up the macros of how, look up the macros of that portion size that you're actually trying to find. That is crucial. Okay, this is a touchy topic here. Tracking macros versus tracking calories. So avoiding the skinny fat dilemma. Now, what I mean by this, have you ever seen somebody that loses a lot of weight, but they don't look any better in their after photos? They just look like a smaller version of their older self? Because I've seen that a lot. You know, they don't look any more lean. They don't look any more toned. That's because they lost muscle tissue. Okay, you do not want to lose muscle tissue. You want to make sure that the weight that you're losing is fat and as close to 100% of fat as you possibly can, okay? You do not want to lose muscle. Muscle aids your look. Muscle aids recovery and strength. You know, muscle aids the ability to give you that lean and shredded look. You need to keep your muscle mass and keep your metabolism high. Now, chances are if somebody looks like this where they're skinny fat, I mean, there you see two examples. You see a, a guy that's skinny, but he doesn't have any muscle. And then you see a guy who's totally out of shape. You know, chances are, let's say both these people are trying to dial in the nutrition. The chances are is that they're probably both counting calories and they're not tracking macros. Okay, if you're tracking macros, you're going to look lean and fit. So tracking calories can get you to lose weight, but it may not all be fat. You don't want that. You want all of your weight loss to be fat. You need it to be because you want that lean chiseled look. So we're trying to avoid the skinny fat dilemma. 
And how we do this is we do this through adequate protein intake. So I'm going to teach you how to do that later on in this week by you getting in adequate protein intake. Okay, protein is the most important macro when you're cutting. So out of all three macronutrients, you really have to prioritize your protein intake with every meal. This is going to keep your lean body mass, your lean muscle mass. This is going to ensure that you have a full developed chiseled look to you. Okay, macros ensure that the weight that you lose is fat. And like I said, you want to keep your lean muscle mass. Now, counting calories, that is old school. We're more advanced with nutrition. We're way more advanced with this. We understand more about the body. We understand more about how protein, carbs, and fat work with weight loss. And this is crucial to actually having long-term success with dieting. You cannot count calories. You need to count your macronutrients. That is the key to success. So when you set your ratios in grams, consistency is absolutely key. You can't just set your macros and think you're going to hit them for a couple days and then fall back into old ways of dieting. This takes work. If you remember in week one, I said this is probably going to be one of the hardest things that you've ever done. Now, when I said that, I was not lying. Okay, consistency and upkeep and routine is freaking crucial to making this a successful cut and a successful body transformation for you. Because it takes 7 to 10 days at a ratio to see if it's working. And the scale does not lie. If you start to hit your calorie deficit numbers and you're tracking your macros and you're losing weight, you know, anywhere from about a pound a week to maybe, you know, a pound and a half for that extra, you know, 0.5 pounds that we leave for wiggle room, the scale doesn't lie. That means your diet is working. You need to be consistent. 7 to 10 days is the golden number to see how your macro ratios are actually treating you. So this was an old school spreadsheet program that I made for a past client. Um, and you can see what I do is I lay out options for each food. Okay, so I have breakfast, snacks, lunch, and dinner. And I have all of the foods laid out for them. Okay, I have all of the foods, literally everything. Breakfast, snacks, everything in between that they would possibly need. Now, the little arrows shows that I track the macros for that whole meal for them. So whether it's snacks, whether it's food, the macros of what that whole meal contains is listed right below. So that's really key because, you know, the thing that separates a well-trained veteran of tracking macros versus somebody who's just following a training plan, the person following a training plan is just getting blind success. Okay, so here's what the clients can do in the past. They could just follow these meal plans that I would give every week and I would track all the macros down here for them. And when I would track all the macros down here for them, I would get them absolutely ripped. You know, just like I got myself, I would get myself ripped. I would get the clients ripped. And I would track all the macros below for them. So if they wanted to make any substitutions, all they would have to do is get rid of this option and find a new thing, for example, like this, that hits six protein, six fat, and 13 carb. Okay, that could, anything that fits this ratio can replace this snack. The nice thing is, though, I did it all for you. You know, I came up with a plan for you, and it would get them ripped. Now, my goal with this program is I want you to actually transform your body for life by using the right type of ratios. Okay, and to do that, you need knowledge. So we're not following blind success. We're not just going to follow meal plans. I'm going to have you guys learn how to track your food step by step so you can literally have the best transformation possible. Now, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, the scale does not lie. The scale never will lie to you. The scale will tell you exactly what's going on with your body. And the more data you can give yourself with variables that you're controlling, the better success you're going to have. <sighs> Some guidelines with this quote. If you do not track your weight, you will fail. If you do not track your lifts in the gym to make sure that you're keeping muscle mass, you will fail. If you do not track your macros, you will fail. If you do not track your food, you will fail to know what those macros are made up of. And if you do not measure your success, you will fail. You will fail all of the stuff if you do not measure your success to manage the outcome of what you actually need to get done. Because what gets measured gets managed. If there is no consistent plan, it leads to no consistent results. And if you have no consistent data for that plan, you will never see results with this stuff ever. You need to track this like it's the most important thing. I'm telling you, it is going to be hard, but you will thank me by the end of week eight. Now, to tell you I practice what I preach, here's more clips from my YouTube. You know, I would weigh in right away in the morning. I would set up my camera. 
I would click the button, you know, for example, I would write out my weight, I would, you know, show it to the camera, and even in the gym, you know, like here's a deadlift example, you know, this is set two of three at 435 pounds, and you know, I would notebook track all of my reps, all of my sets in the gym, because I was shooting for constant progress and constant progression each and every week. I think that that is crucial to having success. What gets measured gets managed, just don't forget it. The last thing is don't stress. You know, it takes years to build a good body. It takes years to master success. It takes years to actually feel like you know what you're doing in the gym and to feel like you have everything under control. So if you're in week two of this, you know, do not stress because I got you. So this takes practice. All food has a number, so just find it. Find the number. Find out what that food's made up of. Find out how much protein, how much carbs, how much fat, and track it. So everyone tracks in different ways. You know, some people like MyFitnessPal, some people like notebook tracking, some people track in their phone. You know, it doesn't matter. Just play the long game with it. You gotta think macronutrients, not micronutrients. Okay, macros, your protein, carbs, and fats. If you see anything on the back of the label that's a micro, meaning salt, you know, sodium intake, potassium, vitamins, minerals, whatever, ignore it because it's not gonna change your body composition. Only the calories from what those macros will. So we will learn how to set your ratios in the next coming modules. So just be patient. Now, here's your action items. For all these modules, you know, the action items are going to stay the same. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I need you to fill out these worksheets so that way you have success. It's going to be crucial. Number one, I want you to find your maintenance worksheet. I want you to actually find your maintenance calories and fill that out. Number two, I want you to do the find your deficit worksheet where I have you find your deficit number of calories. And number three, I want you to do the how many pounds you want to drop worksheet. This is where you're gonna calculate how many calories are in a pound of fat and how many pounds you're trying to lose. Then I'm gonna have you calories the to calculate the total calories of all of that surplus of fat on your body and then we're gonna divide it by 500 to see how many days. And those are your golden action items. So I'm going to end this module with a quote it's by one of my favorites, Jordan Peterson. He says, work as hard as you possibly can at one thing. Possibly can on at least one thing. <laughs> I read that wrong. Work as hard as you possibly can on at least one thing and see what happens. When you pick a thing and you choose it and you work really hard at it and you're measuring your constant progress and your constant success, you're going to be able to look back and see what you did wrong and what you did right and what you can improve on. But if you're not tracking these things, you're never going to even know where you started and where you're going to finish and how you can manage your success along the way. All right, everybody, welcome to week two, module two. We're going to get into the types of diets because there's a lot of them. There's so many diets out there. People end up yo-yo dieting. People end up picking a diet for two, three weeks and completely falling off and having literally zero success. And people end up failing miserably and relapsing into old ways. Okay, so throughout this module, my goal is to teach you exactly what not to do so that way you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did. So here's what we're gonna cover. I'm gonna teach you exactly why most diets do not work. I'm gonna teach you exactly the best diet for you. I'm gonna teach you what actually is a healthy food and why that term is thrown around so much. And then I'm gonna tell you exactly how I diet, but why that may not be exactly how you should diet. Okay, and the final thing we're gonna cover is you should be using your diet as nothing more than fuel for exercise. Okay, because your fuel for the exercise is going to be key to keeping your lean muscle mass and to staying consistent in the gym. So first off, why, my, why most diets just simply don't work, period. So why most don't work is A, they're too strict. Now this leads to binge eating, and binge eating is never good. Okay, when you're binge eating, that means you have no self-control, and when it happens when you're too strict, okay, so how it works, you know, whatever you're consistently doing in life, the opposite of that is always starved. Okay, if you're working a lot, you want to play, you want a vacation. If you're always vacationing, you know, there's a chance you might miss that office grind, okay? Everything leads to the opposite eventually when you can't take it anymore. If you starve the opposite for too long, 
you will end up in a situation you probably don't like. So when you are too strict, it leads to binge eating. Okay, if you have binge eating problems, what's going to happen is that you're not going to make any success because the mental weight that's going to come with binge eating is you're going to feel bad that you did it and it's going to totally throw you a curveball and you're going to get sidetracked and you're probably not even going to be able to hop on your diet that you once were on that you might have been having success with. So you don't want to do that. Another reason why diets don't work is they are too focused on healthy food versus unhealthy food. And that is simply just not how fat loss works. There's no such thing as healthy versus unhealthy. Okay, people throw that word around, those words around too much, but here's the truth. Now that you guys know the difference between calorie surplus, calorie deficit, and calorie maintenance, you now know that you're able to fill your daily intake with foods that you enjoy. And you now know that macros are the thing that dictates body composition, not healthy versus unhealthy. Okay, you see me eating McDonald's, losing fat each week, and you also see some people eating chicken and broccoli and they can't lose anything. There's no such thing as healthy versus unhealthy when it comes to fat loss. Okay, you have to focus on the numbers and learn how food works and learn what food's actually made up of. All right, another one is they look at short-term results. Short-term results get you nowhere, okay? We need long-term sustainability. We don't need a two-week skinny tea quick fix. We don't need a two-week fat burn extreme pill. We need long-term growth, long-term sustainability that you can focus on. Another reason why most diets don't work is they simply just, they don't focus on macros. They don't use the word macros or anything, and that's because you can't sell that. You can't sell macros, okay? Because macros is knowledge. Macros are numbers, this is literally the golden ticket to weight loss. So through marketing and through branding, they find other ways to use words to mask the term calorie deficit. So they have you think that their particular diet is working. Okay, all that's happening if you lose weight on a specific diet is those foods were low enough in calories to put you on a deficit. So another reason most don't work is they focus on calorie consumption. We need to focus on macronutrient consumption, total daily macro intake, not total daily calorie intake. And when they focus on small meals throughout the week or throughout the day, you know, and the week for that matter, it simply doesn't work. People are left hungry. Me, for example, I like to eat two big meals per day and just one small snack in between. That's it. That keeps me most full and that's the best way for me to hit my macros. So. You know, these are some of the reasons that you're going to see in the industry. A lot of people try stuff and it just doesn't work. So I'm always looking for ways to hit my macros. You know, here is a video of me. It's like nine o'clock at night and I'm low on protein intake. So I weigh out a quick eight ounces of just chopped steak. You know, I look up the macros on my fitness pal for how much protein and how much fat I'm getting. Obviously, salt doesn't have any calories, so I'm seasoning to my taste, and I'm always looking for ways to hit my macros. Remember, you got to try to hit your protein because protein will keep your lean muscle mass and protein will be the golden ticket to recovery in the gym. So you always need to stay up to date on your protein intake. When you, look, when you sit down and you're looking for food to eat, you need to think, how can I make my protein number be hit this meal? How can I get closer to my daily protein allowance with every single food that goes into your mouth? That should be your first priority. So what is the best diet for you? Because that's a very good question. Now the best diet for you is one you can stick to, okay? One you can consistently stick to and measure. That is the best diet for you. If you can consistently stick to it and measure your results, you're gonna manage your success. What gets measured gets managed. Okay, a diet that's best for you is one that includes foods that you already like and one that's flexible if you're on the go because if you're on the go, you're probably gonna eat foods that you already like and you need foods that you like to keep your sanity. You know, your best bet would to be to keep those portion sizes where they need to be so that way it doesn't spike your cravings because if you starve the opposite, remember, if you're used, if you, choose a new diet that includes a lot of foods that you don't like and you're starving the opposite of foods that you do like, now you're spiking cravings. Okay, so the best diet for you is one that doesn't spike cravings and you can stick to and one that keeps you full and satisfied while still allowing you to be in a calorie deficit. So notice these keywords, full, okay, this is important, 
satisfied, this is important because if you're full and satisfied, you're going to feel good. But if you're still hitting that deficit number every day, you're going to lose fat and you're going to feel really good doing it. So ultimately the best diet for you right here, bingo is one that helps you keep your sanity. So I want you to stop right now. Stop thinking that there's a best diet. There's no such thing as a best diet. Okay, the best diet is one that you can stick to and one that works and one that is tried and true and proven for you. One that includes foods that you like so you don't feel constantly stuck and suppressed in food groups that you hate and that you don't enjoy. So just stop that thinking and learn how to track your macros the proper way. So what actually is a healthy food? Like I said, you can get ripped from McDonald's, you can get fat from eating too much chicken and broccoli. It is all about the macronutrients. So healthy doesn't exist in the fat loss game. You need to make sure each food is hitting your macro limits and that is it. There's no such thing as a weight loss food. I hear that time and time again. They'll say like detox teas or they'll say, you know, certain types of herbs and spices or certain types of foods altogether. You know, they'll say like eggs or fat burning foods. That's, that's false. There's no such thing as a fat burning food. You're either in a deficit at the end of the day or you're not. Now, here's the thing. Some of those foods can help you hit that deficit easier. And let's be real here. Some foods are healthier than others, meaning they pack more nutrients. They're more vitamin and mineral dense. There's less processed ingredients and artificial preservatives in them. So yes, obviously, like I'm not stupid. I know you're not stupid. We all know that healthy food exists. But in the fat loss game, what I want to really get through your head is that the only thing that matters is the macros, the actual hard facts and the numbers. So my final point is I want you to avoid processed junk. Healthy still kind of exists, like I just described. So this is why we only focus on macros for weight loss. When you have a system, like if you use MyFitnessPal, you can literally set the total daily amount of carbs, the total daily amount of fat, and your total protein intake with every single you know swipe of a button. Now, these aren't the ratios I would suggest to use in this display. However, you know, this is an app that is very popular throughout America and you know many other countries and people can get good results with this if they know what they're actually doing. So how I diet is not exactly how you should diet. Okay, I like higher fat foods and I'm going to explain why. So I like higher fat foods because I prefer more ketogenic style of dieting. This is a macronutrient ratio that's 75% fat, 20% protein, and only 5% carbs of my total daily intake. Now you guys, I'm telling you, I'm human too. And I have a huge sweet tooth. If I start to indulge in sugar for two, three days in a row, I'm going to want sugar for the next month, every day. Now, a lower carbohydrate diet controls my sweet tooth. Now, carbs and sugar spikes my cravings, and for me, it's vicious. When I start like that, I can't stop. So I need to keep foods in my diet that help keep my sanity, but also keep my brain, you know, and, and just... <laughs> binge eating levels and all of that sugar under control. I can't have a lot of it or I'm going to fall off the wagon so fast. So I like this style of diet because it lowers my insulin levels. Insulin is a fat storing hormone. If you guys know what insulin is, you know, insulin is the hormone released into your blood to flush out blood glucose. Okay. And blood glucose is essentially, you know, carbohydrates that has been broken down into sugar. And that's a fat storing hormone. So hormones play a little bit of a dictating role in body composition as well as calories do. Now, I don't want you to focus too much on that now because we're going to get into hormones later on in this program. Another reason why I like higher fat is because, you know, it increases testosterone in men and higher testosterone levels is necessary for burning fat. That's going to help you in the long run. The thing is too, is carbs make me sleepy and they probably make you sleepy too. If you've ever had Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner with cookies and pie and stuff and you feel tired and sluggish, that's because you have a rush of sugar through your blood. And instantly with that comes an insulin spike and then a crash, an energy crash. Now, when I have a higher fat diet, it keeps me full and focused with no tired feeling. Now this is really key so I can keep my stamina and keep my energy. Because here's the thing. The body needs two things, and this is my final point, so listen very, very closely. The body needs essential amino acids, which is protein, the broken down form of protein is an amino acid. So the body needs essential amino acids and the body needs essential fatty acids. So protein and fat is 100% crucial for a healthy body long term.
Okay, there is no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. Not at all. So people that focus a large majority of their diet with carbs as the backbone end up having shorter term success and not as much success in the long run. And that's just something that you want to keep in mind. I'm not saying you have to diet like me, but this is how I prefer. But I want you to fit foods that you already like and foods that work with you. So this isn't how you should diet. You know, just because I'm fit and I track my calories, I track my macros, like here you can see my turkey burgers. There's 15 grams of fat, there's 22 grams of protein, and there's zero grams of carbohydrates. That right there is a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet, low carb meal, I should say. I'm looking at the nutrition label, I'm running the numbers, and this type of diet works for me. And you can see I'm lean. You can see in my chest I'm lean, I have a vein up through my chest and neck. I mean, it keeps this diet keeps me ripped. And I'll be honest, I want you to be ripped. The whole goal of this program is for you to be 100% freaking ripped by the end of it. So the next point, fuel for exercise. I eat like this because it makes me feel really good in the gym. Okay, I can build muscle and I can burn fat and I can keep a lean aesthetic physique when I eat like this. And personally, I think you could too. So fuel for exercise, the best diet is one that aids you in recovery. You got to remember your goal is to upkeep your performance in the gym. That's crucial. If you ever see people that, you know, are skinny fat and they don't look any better once they lose weight, it's because they weren't prioritizing their key lifts in the gym. They weren't prioritizing their performance. Notice how I do not say anything about cardio because it doesn't freaking matter. You have to prioritize your strength training to keep muscle mass and to keep shape. Now, once you're doing this in your strength training, the best way to go about it is through adequate protein intake. Now, one gram per pound of lean body mass for men is adequate protein intake, and 0.8 to one grams per pound of lean body mass for women is adequate protein intake. All right, that is what you need daily to keep your muscle mass and to keep your body feeling good in the gym. Another thing that you need is essential fatty acids. Like I said, the body needs two things, essential amino acids and essential fatty acids, and this aids in hormonal output. So your sleep, you know, your REM sleep, your pituitary glands, your testosterone, if you're a woman, your estrogen levels, you know, your thyroid, everything runs off fat. You have to have essential fatty acids to keep the body going. Now, when you're, fuel, when you're fueling for all this exercise, you gotta remember strength output is needed. So adequate strength is crucial to not being skinny fat. You want a high strength to body weight ratio. If you're 150 pounds and you can incline bench press 185 pounds for five sets of five, your chest is gonna look phenomenal. Your upper body is gonna look great because you have a high strength to body weight ratio. So that's what I want you to focus on is heavy strength training and dial in all of your fat loss through actual correct dieting only, not cardio. Don't even think about that right now. And don't think about counting calories. I want you full and focused for 100% pure mental cognition so you can think good and feel good all day. And this, when I, when I diet like this and I focus on this stuff, it helps me control my hunger. Ghrelin is a hunger hormone and it increases you guys with sugar and carbohydrates in your blood. The best way to get rid of that is to switch to more of a higher fat and a higher protein diet. Now you can lose fat, like I said, with including carbs in your diet, but in my personal experience, it's harder. But for some people, it's hard to give up the foods they love, and I realize that. And you can lose fat still, you know, with including carbs. So I just, I want you to keep that in mind. So male or female, young or old, you need to lift. You need to lift to keep shape. I'm going to say this throughout the entire program. You need to lift and you need to have a correct strength training program. Now, luckily, if you're in this course, I'm going to teach you how to do all that later on. And the whole goal with all this food stuff is healthy hormones. So this is, you know, a hormone oxytocin. This is what it's made up of. You know, this is like the in love hormone or your desire hormone. The thing is food plays a role in hormone levels. Now think about this, for example, I want this to go back to biology. The whole goal of you in this program is you want a better version of yourself, okay? A better transformation. Whether that be mm, you know, to get a more attractive mate, to get a more attractive partner, you know, maybe if you're already in a relationship or marriage, you know, so you still keep that spark with your wife or with your husband, whatever it may be, you want your genes strong. Because better humans, you know, that makes that means when you reproduce, 
your level of life in the next generation is better. The whole goal with this fitness stuff is to be healthier and to be more mentally focused and a stronger, smarter, better human. So that way when you procreate, you know, you can carry on your genes in the best possible way. So I want you to keep that in mind. You know, everyone's in self-improvement for their own reasons. And most of the time it stems from looking more attractive. There's nothing wrong with admitting that. So once again, your action items, exact same as module one, fill out that maintenance worksheet, fill out and calculate your calorie deficit worksheet. And then I want you to fill out exactly how many pounds you want to drop in that worksheet and figure out what it is actually going to take to get you there. And one of my favorite quotes by Mike Tyson, as long as we persevere and endure, we can get anything we want. Okay, so you have to stay focused, endure that pain, persevere and get through these hard times. Because if you can do that, you know, I don't care how, I don't care what your opinion is on Mike Tyson. Okay, he was an animal, he was freaking, he had a criminal record, whatever the case may be, I don't care because this man was an animal and he was focused. Okay, he was militant on his schedule and he fought like no other. You know, the heavyweight boxing champ of the world at, you know, 18, 19 years old, I mean, that says something. This man had good traits that make up for success. So keep that in mind. Persevere through these hard times. Hi, everybody. Casey Zander here. Welcome to week two, module three. Today, we're going to talk about determining your macronutrient ratios. So up until this point, you know everything that there is to know about food and you know everything that there is to know in order to actually alter your body composition. You understand now that the numbers and the protein carbon fat ratios is the thing that is changing your physique and changing you know, your habits day by day. But now that you know what those three things are, now we have to actually figure out the exact amount of protein, carbs, and fats to develop your macronutrient ratios as you start to diet. So this is a very important topic. If you have not begun taking notes, you need to take notes on this stuff because I'm telling you it is that crucial to actually set yourself up for success in the long run. So let's begin. So here's what we're gonna cover. We're gonna cover and calculate your daily protein intake. We're going to calculate your daily fat intake and we're going to calculate your daily carb intake. Now, notice all three of those are the three macronutrients that make up you know, your daily intakes. We're also going to dabble into MyFitnessPal, a popular app throughout many countries that you know, is good at tracking people's food and tracking people's fitness. And then I'm going to teach you self-tracking flexibility once you get really good at this kind of stuff. So number one. Calculating your daily protein intake, and I love this photo because them juicy steaks look freaking amazing. So one gram of protein has four calories, okay? If you take one gram, if you look at the back of a nutrition label and it says X amount of grams of protein, each one of those individual grams has four calories. Men need one gram per pound of lean body mass, where women need a little bit less. They only need about 0.8 to one grams per pound of lean body mass. The most important macro to calculate is your protein. You need to focus on protein intake every single day at every meal. Now the reason for this is because most people's protein intake by the end of the day when their head hits the pillow is low. It's extremely low and it is not high enough in order to keep lean muscle mass and to burn fat. Now one of the reasons for this is because protein has the highest thermogenic effect of food compared to fat or compared to carbohydrates meaning it takes your body more energy and more caloric burn and caloric expenditure to actually burn a full gram of protein compared to burning a gram of fat or a gram of carbs. It's a fuel source that you know, needs more time to break down. So it's actually good. Eating more protein will speed up your metabolism. It has a higher thermogenic effect of food. So protein also lowers hunger levels when you're cutting, and that's because protein is satiating. It keeps you full. Foods I always personally have on stock is going to be meat, eggs, fish, whey protein, cottage cheese, and Greek yogurt. Now, some people looking at that are going to go, oh my gosh, whey protein, like Casey, you say don't buy supplements. But here's the thing. I don't count whey protein as a supplement. I count it as a macronutrient. Okay, so two scoops of whey typically has about 50 grams of protein and with that, you know, I use it as a macro to actually help me hit my food. So I consider whey protein a food, not an actual macro. Well, I mean, it, it is a macro, but I don't count it a supplement. 
okay it's just a unit of you know calories to help get you your adequate protein intake per day so in this example i'm going to use a 150 pound male because that just gives me nice rough easy numbers to kind of explain to you guys so we're going to use my main man mark <laughs> now let's say mark weighs 150 pounds and is looking to lean up a little bit so Mark's a male, and males need one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. So 150 pounds times one gram. He needs 150 grams of protein per day. Now, Mark can choose to track his macros like that, but let's say Mark also wants to know his calorie value for the total amount of calories that he wants to come from protein per day. Well, he would multiply the grams by four. So 150 grams of protein times four calories is 600 calories worth of protein for the whole day. So if Mark is tracking his deficit calories at body weight times 10, like I explained in the previous modules to set your deficit theory, he has a 1500 calorie daily allowance. Okay, this means that he has 900 calories left total of fats and of carbohydrates. So we calculated the protein for the whole day first and foremost, because that's the most important. He has to hit his protein intake every single day in order to keep his muscle and to burn fat. So obviously you're going to eat protein, carbs, and fat all in the same meal. I mean, think about it. If you have a burger, you know, you're going to get fat and protein from the meat and then the bun is going to have carbs. I mean, that's one example, you know, many foods and many meals have all three mixed together. Now we're going to calculate your daily fat intake. And I use a picture of some coconut oil just for some representation. One gram of fat has nine calories. So it has more than double protein. For both men and women, fat should be no more than 30% of your daily intake when trying to lose weight or trying to lose fat. Now, I know you might have referenced me when I say I'm on a higher fat diet. Okay, the reason for this is I'm an experienced veteran with doing this, and I'm an experienced veteran with how to calculate macros and how to alter body composition. The thing is, is that me personally, I can swap my ratios because I'm more experienced and I'll teach you guys how to do that later in the program. But for now, I want you guys just to get used to eating a blend of fat, protein, and carbs. So fat should be no more than 30% of your intake when trying to lose weight. So fat's the most important macro to watch out for because the calories add up quick. I'll give you an example. Two tablespoons of coconut oil is going to have about 200 calories worth of fat. Now, to take 200 calories in another example, I could eat two full apples and probably be really full and they would each be about 100 calories per apple. So the apples would make me full and give me filling and I would feel like I just had a meal where the fat, the two tablespoons of fat is the exact same you know, calories, the coconut oil, but I could drink that in one sip. And in that one sip, I would have had the exact same amount of food, quote unquote, as the apples. So you gotta watch out for it, especially when you're new to this, it adds up quick. So fat has the lowest thermogenic effect of food compared to protein or to carbs, meaning this is the easiest for your body to use and to break down. It's the most important macro to regulate your hormonal function. So it gives you healthy hormones. What I mean by that is it helps regulate your REM sleep. It helps regulate your pituitary glands, your thyroid glands in males. It helps regulate your testosterone in women. It helps with estrogen production. It's all around fat is very important in your daily diet. If you see foods that are quote unquote low fat or misguided information and labels, don't pay any attention to any of that crap. Okay, look right at the macros for every portion size that you're eating. Total daily protein, total daily carbs, and total daily fat. And fill in the foods that you pick to get you to those exact limits. So foods I always have on stock would be things like oils, butter, cheese, high fat meats, cream, dairy, eggs, and I try to not have shortening because it's an artificial fat, you know, like Crisco or something like that, for example, but you know, I included it because it is a fat. It's a household item a lot of people have. So you just got to watch out for these things and limit them. In the next slide, we're going to use a 150 pound male as our example. The dude's name is Mark. You, you met him in the last slide. Here's Mark. Mark weighs 150 pounds and is looking to lean up. So one gram of fat, like I just told you, has nine calories. We're gonna use Mark's daily fat intake at 30% of his daily calories. Okay, so 30% of 1500 calories total. Remember, that's his caloric bank, that's his caloric limit. Now of, I'm gonna go exit for a second to show you. Okay, of this 1500, 
This is going to be a blend, okay, of protein, carbs, and fat. Right now we're only calculating as fat for the day, for the total day. 30% of 1,500 calories is 450 calories worth of fat. So now that we found the calories, now I'm gonna show you the opposite way compared to what we did last time before we found the grams first. Now we're finding the calories first just so I can show you the inverse. 450 calories worth of fat divided by nine is exactly 50 grams of fat per day or 450 calories worth of fat. So if Mark is taking his deficit, just like we talked about at a 1500 calorie day allowance, this means that he has 450 calories left of total carbs. Okay, so he had 600 calories from the protein, right? He had 600 calories from the protein, and then he just had 450 calories worth of fat, which means he now has 1500 minus 1050, he now has 450 calories left of carbohydrates. And that is the last thing we're going to calculate because the carbs are least important. Remember, the body needs essential amino acids and the body needs essential fatty acids. There is no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. So here's where I'm going to help you. Calculating your daily carb intake. One gram of carbs has four calories. Men and women both need to track this as the exact final macro to know how much food that they have for the day. The most important thing I want you to wake up, I want you to, for the week, I want you to calculate that protein intake, I want you to calculate that fat intake. Whatever you have left out of your daily caloric bank, you're gonna fill with carbs right now. This is the least important macro to calculate because like I said, it's non-essential. There's no such thing as an essential glucose or an essential carbohydrate in the body. Another thing with carbs is that it raises insulin levels. Insulin is a fat storing hormone and the higher your insulin levels are, the more ghrelin you're going to produce. Ghrelin is a hunger hormone. It's going to be harder to control your diet. So, you know, it raises insulin levels and that's a fat storing hormone. It also is going to make you hungry. Okay. It's non-satiating. Carbs are typically non-satiating. You have a spike where you're full and then you have a crash when you're tired and you get hungry right away within a couple hours again. And you know this if you're used to eating like this, foods high in carbs. So these are the foods I always have on stock, okay? I like to simplify things and I like to use things that are made in mother nature, okay? Green veggies, sweet potatoes, whole food sources, non-processed foods. This is where the money is because these are slow insulin releasing foods, okay? If you have 200 calories worth from a sweet potato and 200 calories worth of a Pop-Tart, like yes, they're both 200 calories. Yes, they're both exactly the same amount of carbohydrates, but here's the thing. There is more sugar in the Pop-Tart, meaning it's a faster insulin release. It goes to the bloodstream quicker. What that's gonna do is that's gonna spike your insulin levels even faster, and what's gonna happen is you're going to store more fat. So by keeping the food sources whole food sources, they're actually true starches and true carbohydrates and not just quick-release sugars. That's what you wanna stay away from. Sugar is very toxic for your body. So in the next slide, we're gonna use a 150-pound male, our same guy, Mark. Like I said earlier, one gram of carbs is four calories. We will calculate this last, you know, fat and protein comes first, just like I told you. Mark has 450 calories left for his daily carb intake, so we take 450 calories worth of carbs divided by four. That gives us his total grams at 112.5 grams of carbs per day, or 450 calories worth of carbs. Okay, so if Mark's tracking his deficit calories at body weight times 10 and has a 1500 cal allowance cap, this means that his cutting macros right here, right here, cutting macros is 150 protein for the day, 112.5 carb and 50 grams of fat. Now, obviously it's hard to get, you know, a 0.5 of a carb. So <laughs> you might just have to go 112 or if you go 113, it's not the end of the world. I mean, that's just a few calories within. So, you know, you're good. <laughs> And obviously you're gonna eat these three macros in a lot of the same sittings. You know, if you have full meals, a lot of times it contains all three. That's just how it is. Next, we're gonna talk about MyFitnessPal. Now this is an app that you've probably heard of. It can be helpful to track your food. Literally, it adjusts your ratios for you. So you, you would slide like your daily calorie allowance 
and then you just slide your finger and you would say, let's say 30% of your daily allowance goes to fat and it would calculate everything for you. So, you know, it, it's very easy to use. It's a good starting point for beginners, but it does have some cons. So here's what I mean by this. Winging it tends to happen and it cannot be used to track homemade foods. So, you know, how far you are into a cut determines how much you can use this. If you're just starting off, chances are you're going to be in a deficit really quick and it's going to be easy to make progress. But if you've been dieting for a while, here's what I mean. People will get lazy. So let's say they have homemade lasagna. Well, what they try to do right away is, you know, they essentially will just like pick Stouffer's lasagna, for example, to calculate like that. They will pick like a store-bought brand that's already been scanned and is in the MyFitnessPal system. So they'll register like, you know, X amount of ounces of lasagna is X amount of calories and they just allocate that to their food. But here's the thing, when you're cooking homemade food, you know, that homemade cheese can have twice the amount of, you know, ricotta or twice the amount of parmesan or the noodles could be twice as thick as what Stouffer's use and you can really add up calories quick and kind of mess up your whole diet if you use my fitness pal the wrong way so if if you're going to use it i would recommend scanning in the exact same food that you buy that matches the exact label and that's how you can get really good results with it but it has to be accurate so self-tracking flexibility, if you've watched me on YouTube or Facebook or you, you know, see how I do things, you know that I kind of wing it a lot of times. And that's because, you know, I'm only winging it a lot of times on certain macronutrients. For example, like if I'm in a crunch for time, I'm just going to have two cartons of those liquid egg whites right away for the whole day, right away. So, you know, my daily protein requirements about 165 grams, each one of those or so that one mini carton in my hand is 50 grams of protein. Sometimes if I'm going to go, you know, I'm just flexible quick. I look at the nutrition label on the back. I'll dump both cartons in. And if I know it's going to be hard for me to get my protein in or any other macro later on in the day, this is where I just, you know, you ballpark food, you understand what you know roughly how many ounces will give you each macro that you're needing to fill so you know this is because fitness is easier to maintain once you're lean when you've went through the trials and the processes of learning how to track food and how to document your lifts and document macros it gets easier to find foods that you enjoy however before you start kind of eyeballing stuff i would recommend six months to a full year of accurate measurements where you're literally notebook tracking every single macro for every single food. What gets measured gets managed and you can acquire the skill of kind of looking at a plate of food and knowing how much you know, nutrients you're getting with it unless you've been doing this for a long time. So eventually, yes, you can eyeball stuff. I know many people with great physiques that have built their body with the groundwork like I'm teaching you, you know, the hard facts, and they're able to maintain long-term, year-round, very good physiques by roughly hitting their nutrition because they know what food starts to become made up of. So your goal is to get good at visualizing food. You know, you want to be able to visualize eight ounces of chicken breast, and you can see roughly that there's eight ounces of chicken breast there, not cooked in any oil or anything like that. For example, that would be straight up protein. You know, eight ounces of chicken breast is going to run you 25 to 30 grams of protein. Boom. Mentally, you track that. You know. You start to know what you're getting. And this makes you deadly when traveling. You know, when everyone else is getting fat, you know, boozing and eating out, you're able to make smarter decisions and you're able to actually understand what food is made up of. Action items for the week, I've already discussed them in the previous two modules, so you better do them. Number one is find your maintenance worksheet. Number two is I want you to find your deficit worksheet. Number three, I want you to track how many pounds of fat that you want to drop and start plugging in the foods that you like to these numbers so that way you can start to keep a log and a journal of what you're actually eating. So this is a quote I like to say, nobody got fat from eating one slice of pizza, nobody got fit from eating one salad. Okay, you gotta get good at knowing what food is made up of. You have to become good at seeing food as macronutrients because we're trying to undo, you know, for most of you guys out there, we're probably gonna try to undo years of really built up bad eating and we're gonna try to do it in a short amount of time. So that's where we're gonna wrap up this module.